Welcome to High Energy Health, where together we explore the leading edge of wellness and happiness. I'm your host, Dawson Church. By choosing this time together, you're declaring your commitment to a positive mindset, elevated emotions, and a great life. Thanks for joining me for today's episode.
training on DVDs and tapping and going to conferences. So I learned the technique, but I didn't know how to coach and I certainly didn't know how to like compel people to want to work with me. And the few clients I did get, I found that one of their biggest blocks they had was around earning money. And I was like, that's my block too. I mean, hmm, let me help you with that. And so somehow I ended up becoming an expert around money and wealth. You know, the blocks that we have around money and wealth very specifically um, and sort of very differently from like the movie The Secret, which had come out and talking about abundance and prosperity. And there was all these meditations around abundance and prosperity. And everybody loved those, but it didn't get to the hard issues that I was having and my clients were having around, I'm afraid to charge more, right? Or I have all this debt and it makes me feel ashamed and embarrassed. Or I feel like I can never get ahead. So that's where I started to laser focus in was whatever problem I could see in somebody's money, I started to figure out how to find the hidden roots of that and clear those roots and then it would change their situation and their money. Yeah, and it is doubly disappointing when you're on that path because you do watch those movies, mm-hmm. read those books on law of attraction, and then you implement those things in your life as best you can, and then most people fail, and then try harder and fail again, and then try harder and fail again. So at the time they, they, they get to somebody like you, they often are, maybe they have a spark of hope there, but they have far more failure in their background than they have success. They have far more negative self-talk than positive self-talk, and you really have your work cut off you, Margaret, in helping them revise those expectations. Yeah, I mean, one of the processes I teach is called goal trauma because it, it, it involves a specific type of trauma where you really believe something was going to be possible for you and you actually took action and it's heartbreaking and it's almost like spiritually uh, damaging and disappointing when it doesn't work out because you believe so wholeheartedly. And so I did see that in a lot of people, whether they knew about law of attraction or they had just, you know, decided to step into a new field or said like, I can run this company and then just had it go crashingly bad. And it, it is, it's, it's hard to get people to want to believe again. And I started to realize that, you know, that's actually a trauma and that means you can use tapping to make a massive shift in that person because they're still carrying around like a dark cloud that old event. And does it affect their money? Of course it does. They say to themselves, I'm never going to think big again. I'm never going to believe again. So they don't put their heart into whatever their new endeavor is. And absolutely that affects their, you know, that affects their money. And that's what I thought was very cool for me is that now, you know, as I started to shift and I started to take new action and actually grow my business, um, I, I, as an engineer, I loved the mechanics of saying, I can now take anyone's money situation and follow it backwards and see what started it. <laughs> like, to the penny. Fascinating. I you reverse engineering that. all of those money blocks that they, they may have. Yeah. So tell me the story about somebody who did this process and had that epiphany and was able to have a big breakthrough. Well, I know for, you know, there, there's a lot of stories in my book, Tapping Into Wealth, but one of the ones that really stands out for me was I was doing a workshop. You know, and I was relatively new. I threw myself into doing workshops because I was like, maybe that's how to make more money. And so I had this all these people, and we were trying to set a really big goal for your income, right? And I had this one guy, you know, three events are like, oh, women and you got the one guy and you really want him to do well, right? And the one guy stood up and and he just couldn't get out of this block where he just didn't care. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. He couldn't set an income goal. And what he finally admitted was was that he had a tremendous amount of debt. And when he talked about it, his whole like physiology collapsed because he'd been through a divorce and trying to be a good dad, he had taken on all of the debt and 
said, I'll take it on my, literally on my shoulders. And since that day, you know, it, it made him, you know, be a very difficult situation around money, impoverished him. And he continually said to himself, probably, I don't know, a hundred times a day, what an idiot. I was such an idiot. And so with all of that heavy shame, embarrassed energy, we delve right into tapping on all of this stuff. I, I said, you know, anyone else resonate? And like half the room raised their hand. I said, think about your debt. Do you resonate with, look at my debt, it proves I'm an idiot. And the, you know, half the room raised their hand. So now I'm like, I guess this is new territory. Debt is something very specific. And we started tapping on this massive amount of shame and this evidence you know, this evidence, this proves it, and lightened up the whole situation. It was like, you know, how tapping works when you get to something that intense. Boy, does energy move really quickly, and it was like we had a new man standing in front of us, you know, and he was like, you know, well, like that was then, this is now, and within the next couple, like the next year, he had paid off his debt and was like, emailed me and said, I'm buying a house, you know, me and my children are moving into a new house. It was miraculous, and this guy was like a high level in like the financial organization of like a Fortune 10 company, right? So you know he's got the intelligence and the wherewithal to create a massive change in his money, but it was stuck. It was stuck and he couldn't make goals. He couldn't get his debt because it was all stuck in that shame emotion. So, I mean, it was just like, I, when I watched that unfold in my before my eyes, I was like, that's going to be a chapter in my book someday, is the energy of debt. Yes, and you, in your book, you talk about the different kinds of money. Why don't you just go ahead and, and review those for us briefly, because just, just those classifications you have are very thought-provoking. Yeah, and, you know, so each one, I'm going to go, there's actually five kinds of money. The last one being not, like, it, it doesn't affect everybody, but the first four definitely do. And each one of them is going to have these three elements each. And so each one of them will have a, like, nervous system reaction, so emotions that are sort of programmed to run through the body, and then it's going to have a, um, like, a, a word or a sentence associated with it, like something that I say to myself whenever I see it. And thirdly, they can often have a trauma, like an actual trauma attack. So you can kind of see as I walk through these. And so the first one is your savings account. Very specific type of money. It's very specific metaphorically because your savings account represents, do I have safety and security? Like, can I? I survive more than a month without another paycheck. And so I find if people write their savings account or the space where they wish they had a savings account, write it down on a paper, what typically gets triggered in most people is a very specific emotion. Like sometimes anxiety will be there, but what's usually under that is sadness, is a sense of loss of I I never get to feel safe. And so traumas that are often connected to the savings account always have to do with something of great loss or great grief. And sometimes there's an event that involved a huge loss or a lot of grief that has created the energy in your savings account. And the the habitual way of thinking, like the words or the sentences that run through our head like a programmed like record player um, are usually around, I'm not safe. Like, uh, you know, something disastrous is going to happen. And it doesn't really get any better with the second kind of money because the second kind of money is debt. And debt um, 
always is when I've had people write down their debt and look at it, the number one emotion is shame, which is the darkest of the dark, right? Like there's not, there's not a more practically more painful emotion that we can visit upon ourselves through our own nervous systems on a daily basis um, besides shame. And so it's a very heavy emotion. And what we normally say habitually to ourselves is we look at it and we say something like, this proves it, you know, I'm a loser. I'm not good enough. I'm failing. So the words are also very dark, and I find that's what keeps people trapped in a cycle of debt. When when their debt triggers this much emotion that's so heavy and dark, you know, is it any wonder that they don't want to spend a lot of time, like, focused on shifting it or, or setting goals around it? And debt will typically have a trauma. If there's a trauma attached to your debt, it, most of the time I find it is, un, it is like something that you still haven't forgiven yourself for or someone else or both. So there's a betrayal or some type of a battle or a battle that you're still in with yourself over some kind of big mistake that you made. And whenever you look at your debt, it's like, I remember that, that that is what made this debt. And I call that a financial trauma, which is a very specific thing that we work with. The next two are very related. They're income and then income goal. So income is a very specific kind of money. And when I found these different kinds of money, it's like you got to work with them very, very differently and very, very specifically because income is metaphorically and like physically represent your value, right? It's like how much is your time and your efforts and your brilliance and your experience, how much is it worth? And we think it comes from like, oh, it's just kind of set in the world. No, because you can have people doing the same job and somebody grossly undercharging or feeling guilty if they make more. It comes from your family, your family paradigm of who are we in this family and how, like, what is our value? And not only that, it's how much, like, power the people like us get to carry. Because when you have more income and more wealth, you're beyond survival. You actually have more, quote, unquote, power in this world. You have influence and you have more choice. You can do more of what you want, and that represents power. And your family paradigm, if you've never looked at it, you're often reliving what your family paradigm is around whether or not you're allowed to survive or how much power you can have. And this is where people will make a lot of money and then sabotage it and get rid of it and be like, oh, my God, I'm living exactly like my parents. And then when we switch to income goals, very, very triggering in a different way for people because now you really see when you push somebody to set a really big goal in their income, you will trigger very, very quickly all the fears and the limiting beliefs and everything that comes from their programming around what it means to surpass my tribe of origin, to step outside and maybe not even fit anymore in my family if I was earning that much money. And all of the other limiting beliefs, right? It'll be hard. I'll have to work twice as much because if my value is fixed and I want to double my income, don't I have to work twice as hard? So you, each of these different kinds of money will, by, by poking people with them, <laughs> creating these exercises, which I do to sort of elicit what comes up specifically, we can see an entire range of all the things that need to be cleared and that are they're literally creating their, their current wealth picture, their savings, their income, their debt, how they're operating, and you can even start to map like where their self-value and self-esteem is. So I love doing that. And the last one, the fifth one, because I know people are saying, there was one more, Margaret. The fifth one is not 
an issue for everyone, but it's called toxic money. And it's toxic because it's kind of icky. And so toxic money shows up two different ways. It can be toxic money is when you are either owed money that you need and it's being withheld from you like a battle over inheritance or child support or like a medical payment because you got injured. And in order to be in the energy of needing that money, you have to stay somehow disempowered. Or it can be when you are getting money through a relationship that keeps you disempowered, like the money that you need to live keeps you in a decent disempowered relationship with a partner or even with a, a lot of people still with their parents, where they have to, like, get money from their parents. But the hallmark of toxic money is never being able to earn, even if you were a super high earner. When toxic money appears in your life, you'll say, I've never been able to earn again. And it's the toxicity is because it's wrapped up in toxic relationships, so it takes a little more work to unwind. And then I always have people who go, I think I have that. What do I do? And I say, you need to work with a, with a coach because it's, it's, it's like an octopus. Whereas the other four kinds of money are a little bit more straightforward. Yeah. And, you know, people who are struggling and need money often think that those with, say, inheritances, trust fund babies, have an easy time of it. But I've known several trust fund babies, Margaret, and it's been really interesting to see the challenges they face. I, I haven't yet met a group of people who inherited like that, like a family. I, I know one particular family I, I'm, I'm thinking about. There are there are, are children and grandchildren, and the, the, the grandfather was the one who made his pile and set up his trust. And that money is, is so toxic to everyone concerned yeah. that people squabble over, over it. They got their fair share. Even though old grandkids got equal amounts, some feel that they should have got more because blah, 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 blah. blah. And awesome. that awesome. inheritance is this toxic cesspool of that that is actually driven wedges between all those people. And that has happened over and over again with inheritances. Yeah, I mean, I, I and that's why I made the, the webinar because I just went through the five kinds of money really, really fast, right? In the free training, we actually give you the time and space to take a lot of notes and actually create your money map because what I found is that when I was first a practitioner, I wanted to just jump in and tap on everything, right? But I find that it's really powerful to actually look at like a map, to look at your whole money map and really be super, super crystal clear on like where your big ones are. Like this is my number one block for me is this what I say to myself is this trauma, is this emotion, and then this is my second one, and this is my third one. And to really have this self-knowledge, that's what I find is a big part of the healing, as well as, you know, I'm such a believer in tapping because it moves the energy, it heals the trauma. But to me, the transformation starts with the, the raising of your consciousness, the aha moment of there are things that are programmed into you, which habitually running at all times, just below your level of consciousness that are literally affecting the amount of money that you have in your savings account and what you're earning and what your debt is. And it's so, like, straight on. And so the free training to me is really was designed to help more people because I, I, I said I did a huge, I have a huge list, and we surveyed our list. And one of the biggest things people came back with was, was two things. We said, you know, what, what stops you from living the life of your dreams, from, from earning money, doing what you love? And one was, I have money blocks, right? And now a lot of people in the world don't even know to say money blocks, but they're like, oh, I have money blocks. And the second one was confidence. Confidence is confidence that, confidence is confidence that. And the two things are so connected, right? Because as you look at money blocks in general, you could say, we could like draw a line down the middle of the page vertically and say on one side, 
you have all of your programming, Dawson, like everything that you got from your family, everything that you you learned about um, how your family lived, it was scarcity or hand-to-mouth or whether there was big money, then it disappeared, all those traumas. So you have what you've come to right now with, and that has created your current paradigm where you're at. And on the other side of the page, it's what is going to stop you specifically from taking bigger steps up and actually doing what it takes to earn more money, right? Like, I don't know, for coaches, it's often like marketing yourself or charging your worth because that's a whole different set of things. Now, there's a lot of interrelation, but if you have confidence issues, is that going to affect your ability to earn well? Absolutely, right? And so it's very, very eye-opening for me to, to send out this survey to so many of my beloved people on my list and just have them speak so painfully about what was happening in their lives and what they felt money blocks and confidence blocks were stopping them from. And, 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 and I wanted to, we were in the middle of offering a coach training program, but I wanted to bring something in for the people who were saying, you know, I'm like struggling right now. And so I can definitely, you know, share there's been amazing stories both in the coaches I train in their lives and then also in the clients that they have. And one of the, the really fun ones to share because it happens over and over is sometimes these things can happen so, so quickly, right? So we had a coach who did a whole bunch of tapping, a, like a one-hour session and clearing all sorts of money blocks, like really getting to some of the things that she had. And one of the big ones was a financial trauma. It was a traumatic situation that happened in her, fin- in her finances. And in clearing that energy, all of a sudden, it was like the best of what you think of with law of attraction, right? A check, an unexpected check comes in the mail, and she gets a phone call from the IRS, and she doesn't actually owe even half of what she thought they thought she owed. They discovered her mistake, right? And then she gets two new clients, and I'm just like, how does all that happen? <laughs> all and, it, and I've just become more and more, you know, I've gone from such an engineer and such a skeptic to being like, can that possibly be related? That her inner shift, that her letting go of that energy she's been holding tightly around trauma, around money, and, that, and you know, money has got all of this negative wiring me. How could that really open up so quickly, like three seemingly unrelated events, you know? And I tell you, it, it pushes the edge of my... <laughs> my skeptical engineer brain into belief when I see things like that happen and then I hear those stories over and over and over, you know? And it's not just about money magically showing up because when you do real clearing work in a very specific way, you get a result that is very specific in your money, right? So if you if you clear something that's specific to money, the result shows up specific to money, which is kind of nice. And so it's not just about those sometimes magical things happening, but it's also about what kind of more clear focused steps is she taking to create a consistent flow. Now, you talk a lot about clearing money blocks, and the usual teaching we get is money affirmations to write your affirmations down, create a vision board, make sure they're, they're, they're clear and compelling. So there is not usually a lot of focus around clearing money blocks. It's usually about implanting money visioning. And um, what's the difference between 
between, why do you focus so much on carrying those bunny blocks? Yeah, you know, but, and some people also know, like, there's a lot of talk about limiting beliefs, and like, I have limiting beliefs, I think I have limiting beliefs, and people will list all the limiting beliefs, but what do you do with that, <laughs> right? And here, when I look at the energy system, and, it, and, and whether you know what chakras are or not, right, imagine you have seven levels of your consciousness, right, and we look at the chakras as your level. When you do affirmations, which are amazing and beautiful, you go into a higher faculty, right? You are saying beautiful high vibration words and it's very much upper chakra and it's infinite possibility because you're calling on like anything is possible. Money can flow to me, money shows up, money comes to me easily. But when you do this kind of clearing, you're actually going down into the gunk, into some of the more grounded programming that is actually what's blocking you. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, you know, I was born in the, in 67, so I was alive as born at that time, I will have to say. Um, but I love that affirmation for me being younger. <laughs> you know, I was listening to an interview with Esther Hicks the other day, and it was really fascinating because, you know, could you pick someone to even do, like, to, to get, like, the most beautiful affirmations from that, the, the Abraham affirmations that she has? And I've used a lot of Abraham things as affirmations. And she said, you know, when she as a person is feeling angry and frustrated and stuck around things, like, getting to gratitude is a really far stretch, right? And so how can she start where she is and maybe not expect to be like, oh, I'm so grateful when you're really not feeling grateful in that moment, right? And so it's like you have these higher faculties, but you also have lower faculties on the on this planet and in your body. And so money is a first and second chakra energy, according to Carolyn Mace. And the first chakra means it's physical, right? It's an actual physical structured thing on this planet. It's our exchange medium, but it is also a representative so, and at that first physical level, it's representative of survival because on this planet, you need money to survive, right? Debt back in the day, you know, help you with your farm and you could give me a goat, right? Now you have to pay me. Money is our exchange medium. But then at the next level, the second chakra level, it really has to do with your value and your personal power. So when you have a childhood where scarcity was more real for you than the idea of abundance and prosperity that you were trying very hard to believe in now, then you have a disconnect in your system. You have a certain part of your system saying scarcity is real and I am terrified. Right. And and one of the places I find it so undeniable is when I say to someone, you know, think about how much you're earning and they say, oh, my God, it's not enough. And suddenly they feel anxiety flooding through their body. Right. And so it's hard to reach for, I believe, in prosperity when in our literal nervous system level, it's like, how am I going to survive? So at your body level, survival and scarcity can be wired to be more real, and we have to honor that level. And then at the next level, it's like my belief and my value shows up very quickly. And I just had this other with a coach. This is literally from yesterday from my my Q&A call with my coaches. If I can't, I go to charge more, and I feel shame and embarrassment and doubt whether I'm good enough, whether I have the confidence or the self-esteem to charge more, then I can't actually earn more, right? And so until I... I get underneath that and find the hidden roots to that. Can I really, in a, in a real embodied and grounded way in my life, manage money better and actually earn money in a bigger way? And so the great thing about affirmations is that they are fabulous and they are powerful. And when you do the work to excavate and uncover and, and, and you know, see and uncover and then clear some of the lower money-related blocks you have, the affirmations become like a thousand times more powerful. 
So the coach that shared with us yesterday was that, you know, she did, we, we were, she was challenged to raise her prices, right? To go up like a thousand dollars on the coaching package. And then she had a conversation with a potential client like the next day. She was like tapping like crazy. Like, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. She's going to be upset. Like everything she could think about, right? It's not fair. It's too much. Nobody will ever accept it. It's too much money. I don't deserve it. She just tapped like crazy. And then she went into that affirmation. You know, I love what I do. I'm really good at what I do. I am honored to share my gifts with the right people. She did the phone call. She added the thousand dollars onto her package and then sat there like, yikes, in the dead silence. And I loved it because the next sentence was, she said, the next thing I heard is, hold on, I'm going to get my credit card right now. <laughs> and it was like, with your coach, like there is no better words you can hear when someone says, hold on, I'm going to get my credit card. Like, and you say, hey, I can take a credit card right now. And they say, hold on, I got to grab my wallet. <laughs> right? And it's, it's about getting very real about what's showing up. And, you know, that's the way to find out is that it's the aff- you know, affirmations are fantastic. I love affirmations. Um, and if every time you go to charge or every time you go to market yourself or every time you look at your money, you have a full body reaction of panic, fear, anxiety, shame, embarrassment. It's that your nervous system level. You got to work at that deep level.
deeper, more secret and nefarious tensions that I have behind everything I do. And it's because, you know, so many people in my list have a passion, right? They ha- We ask them, what is stopping from earning, doing what you love, like living your passion and making a difference? And so when I look, you know, there's all sorts of ways to help people, right? But money, it, for me, is a big avenue and a big channel. Because if I have a coach or a healer or somebody that has this amazing, beautiful intention in their heart, as I know a lot of your listeners do. First of all, I resonate, right? That was me. And when I struggled, it was so painful to want to help people, to want to believe that you can live your life, do what you love, not what you have to do to make money, and really make a difference. And to to not be able to, if you can't earn money, you can't live that life, right? And so it's hard. It was hard for me. I struggled. I struggled unnecessarily. So first of all, it makes me very upset and angry, and I dislike greatly when people struggle unnecessarily because they haven't seen the hidden roots of what their money blocks are. And then on the other hand, um, the world, the world loses out. The world doesn't get to get you. You know, when you have limitations that show up in your money, you know, they come from real places, from real programming, real pain, but they manifest in your money. If you can't earn a living and thrive, then you can't shine with all of your gifts. And when you take a group of people that for Lord knows what reasons have this beautiful, like placed in their heart and soul intention to help other people and to use their gifts and their insight and their intuition and their healing and their knowledge to actually help transform other people in in many, many different ways in many different fields. And then you take all of those people and because of their paradigm, because of their hidden blocks, they are now stuck and unable to shine, unable to expand, unable to get to people who I'm telling you are waiting for you and needing your transformation and needing it just the way you do it, right? And so when I help the people that you have on your list and I have on my list, when I help the people that I meet everywhere I go, it's like I am helping somebody who is going to make a ripple effect. And if I can help clear some of their money blocks by giving them these aha moments, like mapping it out for them, showing them their actual set point and how to shift out of it. I know it just doesn't mean they're going to make more money, right? I say that in the title. It's like clear the blocks that are stopping you from earning wealth. But my secret goal is that they now get to thrive in a thriving a caring, heart-centered person with that kind of intention for healing and transformation, and I don't care if you're like a web designer or you're an energy healer, that changes the world. And that is why I do what I do is because I was that person, and it was very disappointing. I almost went back to corporate America and gave up. I was like, if I don't figure this out, I can't lose all my money. And I was a single mom, and I see coaches like that every day and healers, and it's like, I want your gift to be presented into the world, and they don't get to be if you are not thriving, you know, if you're in scarcity, if you're in panic, and if you're exhausted from the way you are giving without actually earning. Um, so that, for me, I, I'm so is glad you about corporate America and give up, Margaret. I'm so glad you overcame those blocks. And then those even were real advantages to you because you're now in the business of helping other people overcome those blocks as well. So I'm so glad you did that. Your passion for helping people is so tangible. And you're right that doing the work that we do, we then know we have leverage because then the people that we educate then go out and help relieve the suffering of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of other people. So it's it's very, very high leverage to do this work. And I, I love that that is your 
your motivation and you share that with people so effectively. So let's talk a little bit about the other elements of the webinar. You talk in the webinar, and again, the webinar is accessible through mastermanifestor.com. You're uh, a listener and register now, but Marty will be talking about your secret inner set points and also helping you create your personal money map. Money Two map, really yeah. good reasons to go to that, that, that webinar and register. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all your brilliance and wisdom with our listeners. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Go register for Margaret's webinar. Free webinar is up for the next two days only. That is at mastermanifestor.com. Thank you so much for your attention and time. Stay healthy, stay happy, and thank you.